Thank you for listening to this episode that is part of the Spark Media Network that can now be heard on the Edify app. Hello, friends. Today, we're going to do seven minutes of scripture, and we're going to talk about fear and anxiety and worry and all of those things in the context of your food and your body. If you've been listening to the show, we've been in a series most of the month about our different fears. We talked about the fear of fat, the fear of bread, the fear of other people's opinions. When we struggle with body image and control and approval and food issues, friends, fear is always at the root. Ah! There's so much grace for us on this journey, but today we're going to tackle fear. So I hope you are ready to look at Matthew 6 verses 25 to 34. Snag a Bible or open it up on your phone so you can read along with me in just a minute. And just one final reminder, there may be one or two spots left for coaching. Are they for you? Do you want to get into group coaching before summer? If so, drop me an email today, heather at compared to who.me, and we'll see if there's a spot for you in this next session. Plus, the Patreon community is open. First group meeting is this Friday. I can't wait. I hope you'll join so you can be part of it. Just go to compared to who.me slash podcast, and you can find out more about how to join that community. Now, here's today's show. Welcome to Compare to Who, the podcast to help you make peace with your body so you can savor God's rest and feel his love. If you're tired of fighting body image the world's way, Compare to Who is the show for you. You've likely heard lots of talk about loving your body, but my goal is different. Striving to fall in love with stretch marks and cellulite is a little silly to me. Instead, I want to encourage you and remind you with the truth of scripture that you are seen, you are known, and you are loved no matter what your size or shape. Here the pressure is off. If you're looking for real talk, biblical encouragement, and regular reminders that God loves you and you're not alone, you've come to the right place. I hope you enjoy today's show and hey, tell a friend about it. Hey friends, it's time for another episode of 7 Minutes of Scripture, where I try to break down a passage of Scripture in around 7 minutes. I can't be tied exactly to 7 minutes, but I will do my best. So today we're in Matthew, Matthew 6, verses 25 to 34. Let me read it for you to begin. Therefore I tell you, do not be anxious about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body what you will put on is not life more than food and the body more than clothing. Look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns. And yet your heavenly father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? And which of you by being anxious can add a single hour to his lifespan? And why are you anxious about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. Yet I tell you, even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. But if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is alive and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? Therefore, 
Do not be anxious, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For the Gentiles seek after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows you need them all. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and then all these things will be added to you. Therefore, do not be anxious about tomorrow, for tomorrow will be anxious for itself. Friends, we've been in a fear series, and I'm wondering how many of you we're a little uncomfortable through that series thinking about these food and body and approval issues in the context of fear. You see, it's one thing to say, I'm trying to avoid bread because I don't believe it's good for me. But it's another and somewhat more challenging thing to dig deep and say, is it that I don't believe bread is good for me? Or is it that I'm afraid of bread or what it might do to my body? I could go on and on with other similar illustrations, but the point is this, fear is often, too often our motivator, our driver, the hidden factor in these decisions we make surrounding our body image and our food. And I wonder, now I know I'm guilty of this too, but how many of our decisions in this arena are we making out of fear Versus making decisions from a place where we know we are safe and loved and cared for by God. As in the passage I just read, I wonder if when Jesus wrote, do not be anxious, do not worry, which really means do not fear. I wonder why he spelled these things out specifically. Why food? Why drink? Why clothes? Did you ever wonder about that? I mean, I guess you could argue that maybe he spelled these things out for the poor or the disadvantaged. He listed these things for the people who weren't sure where their next meal would come from, or they weren't sure if they'd be able to afford clothing or afford the material to make clothing. You could argue these verses would be a huge comfort to this group, that they would be reminded through this passage that God always provides. But friends... I don't see that specific demographic spelled out in this scripture. I don't think there's any Christian theological reason why or how you can say that this passage doesn't apply to your life and your food issues and your body issues or your clothing issues. You see, friends, when Jesus says, don't worry, you know what I think that means? I think it means don't worry (laughs) when God says, fear not. You know what I think it means? I think it means that we shouldn't be afraid. Now, I'm not saying that to shame anyone who feels afraid. God so graciously walks with us from wherever we are, whatever place we are in, to a place of greater faith and less fear. There's absolutely no condemnation for you today if you're thinking, yep, I hear you and I am afraid. Okay, I get it. The encouragement instead, though, is just don't stay in that fear. What step can you do to step away from the fear towards greater trust in God. You see, the biggest truth about our body image issues and the ways that we try to fix them is that they are mostly driven by and based in fear. You see, it's fear that tells us we have to worry about our bodies or else we'll let ourselves, air quotes here, go and then no one will love us. Fear tells us that without fear, without it, which is worry, right? Then we will be out of control, 
Control, again, is more fear because fear is always what's behind control. And then we will not have the approval of others, which, again, is more fear. That's the fear of man. So fear in this arena is like threefold. We worry about being out of control, and then we won't have the approval of others uh, or the approval of ourselves, which is even kind of worse. And I could do a whole other episode on that. And I have. <laughs> but it's all fear. We're afraid of taking action because taking action could put us in a more scary place where we're more afraid. We're afraid of being more afraid. You see, the thing about staying in body image issues and trying to fix them by fixing your body and, and the thing about staying in all the food rules and trying to get the workouts just right, all of that stuff in a way, and, and, and hear me when I say this, it's not, this isn't truth, but in a way we believe that that is safe. At least that's what fear tells us. Fear tells us that we are safely controlling all outcomes, that we can get it all done on our own, that we can count only on ourselves, and that we can willpower ourselves to the desired outcome. That's all fear, my friend. That's not faith. That's not trusting God. Of course, the biggest problem with this is it doesn't work pragmatically. Or even if you do have some success and maybe lose some of the weight or get the body, you realize that you still have fear around relationships and intimacy and then maybe even more food and exercise fear because you have a different body, but nothing is actually fixed. And you still have to fear that maybe you would lose it all if you lose that new body. I understand this so well, my friends, only because I've been there. I've been sitting in that prison cell, afraid that if I let go of all my food rules and ate more carbs or exercised less, that my whole world would come crashing down. It sounds so ridiculous to say out loud, but it's the truth. The fear kept me in that prison. Now, the prison door was open. It wasn't locked, but it was really hard to come out because the prison was familiar. I knew where my cot was. I knew where the potty was. And I knew when the next meal would come. The prison was safe. And I have to picture Jesus standing on the outside of that prison saying something like this. Heather, I never asked you to sit in that prison cell and follow all those rules and try to make your body look a certain way so you could earn the love of others. In fact, that's the world's way to earn love, not mine. In my economy, you don't have to earn others' love. You have mine unconditionally. I'll put other people in your life who will love you well, and then some of them will struggle in this arena. But you can always count on me. You don't have to be afraid. That's what I hear Jesus speaking to me and everyone that's locked in that prison today. If he cares about the grass, if he cares about the lilies, if he cares about the birds, then just know he cares about you, my friend. Let me read verse 34 one more time. It says, therefore, do not be anxious about tomorrow for tomorrow will be anxious for itself. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. Friends, I I think about the conversation I had with Trudy Loneski about losing our health, right? We can talk ourselves into keeping the fear that the fear will actually help us, that unless I'm afraid of losing my health, I won't do healthy things to protect my health. 
But friends, you know this isn't true. I know I did all that and still ended up with thyroid and adrenal issues because every time you restrict calories, you're doing damage to your thyroid. So there is a cost. We also know that stress is the number one factor behind most disease. So if you're constantly stressing over your food or invitations to eat food that's not on your proof list, or you feel stressed when you ate something that was quote unquote bad, or when you went over your calories for the day, friends, all of the stress may be harming you more physically than that pack of Oreos ever could. And I think this is why God says, fear not. And why Jesus says, do not be anxious about what you will drink or about your body. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? I think every conversation we have on this podcast should probably end with that question. But Matthew 625 spells it out for us so clearly. There's so much more to life. We don't have to be afraid. We don't have to stress. We can just be. He made our bodies to know when they're hungry and know when they're full. He made our bodies to crave the nutrients they need. Just ask any pregnant woman. It's a hard process to break away from diet culture. It really is. It's a hard process to break away from wellness culture and all the rules of what we must do and eat to be healthy. And then all the messages about what we must look like to be accepted and approved of. Friends, it is not easy to take a leap of faith and say, I'm going to trust God more than I trust in my diets and more than I trust in my own ability to look a certain way and get people to approve of me. But friend, when you let go of all that fear, there is so much freedom. And that freedom, oh friends, it's sweet. It's so sweet. And I think that's what Jesus wants for us all. Well, that's all for today's seven minutes of scripture, which may have been 14 minutes of scripture, but you know, it was close. Anyway, I pray today that God will start releasing you from any fear you have. Read this passage, read it over and over again. See what God speaks to you through this passage. I know he'll be faithful to talk to you about areas in which you can trust him more and release all of your fear. Thanks for listening. I hope something in today's episode has helped you stop comparing and start living. Bye-bye. Oh, hey there. Before you go, if something from today's show blessed you, may I ask a huge favor? leave a review on your favorite platform. Seeing your five-star reviews is a huge encouragement to me. Not sure how to do it? You can go to comparetowho.me slash podcast, scroll to the bottom, and you'll find all the information. And while you're at comparetowho.me, check out some of the more than 500 articles on there about body image, comparison, all the things you're thinking about. Plus, you can find out more about my books, or you can grab a time for a free 10-minute call to see if coaching is right for you. I'm so honored to be a part of your journey out of body image and comparison frustration, and I can't wait to hear how God is working to set you free. Hey, friend, would you check out the date on that episode you just listened to? Yeah, it's been a minute.
Listening to old podcasts is almost like reading my diary from several years ago. In some cases, it's even a little embarrassing. So instead of listening straight through season by season, can I encourage you to skip ahead? I release brand new episodes every Tuesday and Friday. And if you're not sure where to start, you can go to improvebodyimage.com, find the Start Here button, and I've got several episodes listed and categorized so you can find the topics that are of most interest to you. Your time is valuable, so skip straight to the good stuff. I'm glad you're here. Thanks for letting me be a part of your body image and food freedom journey. What do you do when your world is falling apart? How do you march when it would be easier to stay where you are and die? Join me every week on the March or Die podcast, and we'll discuss that and so much more.